Hello, everybody, and welcome to Good Bad Show. My name is Andy. And I'm Matt. And this is a podcast where I... Boom, 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 whip. Bing bong. Boo. Beep boop. Good morning. I'm picking up on this, uh, what you're doing. I think I know what you're doing. This is Matt and my Foley Work podcast, where we try and show off all of our sound effects skills uh, in, in hopes of getting employed. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you like to do the Foley Work on a po- Ooh, ooh. Very dynamic. Here we go. Ready? Here we go. Um, I got some... What's that, I wonder? Ooh, there's some good ones over there. You're really next level me, I think. You're welcome. No, it's not. This is a podcast where we talk about whether something's good or bad. And Matt, tonight we're talking about notification sounds. That's that's what I thought you were doing with mm-hmm. your annoying Skype ringtone.com. Boop. Beep. <sighs> not to be trusted. This Matt, guy. Here's the thing about notification sounds. They're the worst. The end. Case closed. You're welcome. <laughs> well, look, here's the deal. I think it's right, very what easy. Are you, what are you so upset about? Why are you so mad about these notification sounds? They're just doing a nice thing, Andy. They're just telling you that a thing that has to happen has to happen. So let's okay, do it. Okay, okay. You gotta, well, pick, okay. you gotta pick up the phone. So there's a lot wrong up. with what you your, just said. Your slow roasted whatever is done. Something is happening and you need to know about it right now. Okay, so there's a lot wrong with what you just said because if people that made hardware and software products only put notification sounds on things that you truly need to know about right now, I may not have such a problem with them, hey, but Andy, as is... Hey, Andy, Andy, you just got a spam email. Hey, Andy, hey, Andy, hey, Andy. Bing, boom. Why are you Why are you doing this podcast when you could be getting 40% off your discount Gap clothing stuff? Bing, boom. Your clothes are half being done dried. Okay, oh. cool, great. My dryer makes... My dryer uh, plays like a holiday theme song when my clothes are done, and I think there's an option to change it, but I don't know how to do that. Our so. stove at the office... <laughs> uh, our stove at the office, whenever it's preheated, it goes... <laughs> and is that I looked also up a thing you think you could change but you don't know how well i looked up on the internet i was like surely there has to be because you know when someone makes like a stove or like an automobile there's always a way you can like you know open the door six times and then turn the ac on and off and then hold the you know fm radio button down for yeah, long hold enough the fridge that it like resets something 17 seconds then the fridge turns into an oven yeah, there's always yeah. some like secret code you can do to like change your settings or disable stuff. And I looked it up on the internet, and there, I can find a lot of people that are extremely mad at this stove for sending a little <laughs> ditty to you every time it's preheated. <laughs> and there is no way in the manufacturer listed things to uh, make it stop happening. And so there's lots of tutorials on how to go and cut specifically the speaker wire in your stove, <laughs> and not any other wire because some other ones are important. Um, yeah, here's the thing. People making these products, they, they, they think they're, they're, they're in a vacuum, right? They're making their product, and they're just sitting around their room. And, and in, their, in their process, the only thing that matters is their product, right? They're not thinking about their, your, their stove in the context of your life or their app in the context of your life. They're thinking about their app in the context of their app. And so when something happens, we better tell people because that's really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they are way, way overused. And about maybe three years ago... Uh, I didn't realize how much these things were annoying me until I, like, three years ago, I just said, you know what? I don't actually think that I need to look at anything on my phone ever. I don't need my phone to dictate when I get to look at it. And so I just turned off every single kind of notification. So I don't get any buzzes or any bleeps or bloops or rings or dings or dongs uh, at any time of the day, with the exception of my alarm clock. 
uh, which is the one thing I have, in fact, requested and the phone notify me of. Uh, so not even when my phone rings. My phone rings. I miss, I don't know, 80% of the calls I get because <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not looking at my phone. But guess what? It does not matter that I miss 80% of the phone calls that I get because exactly no times have any of them been an emergency. And guess what? Because I'm a millennial trash person, I look at my phone 60 times a day, so I'm going to see the missed call within somewhere in the range of like three to ten minutes all the time, no matter what. So if it is an emergency, it's not like I'm not getting back to people on a reasonable amount of time. I'll see the voicemail that says that your house exploded or whatever and be able to uh, to deal with it. Uh, same goes for text messages. Uh, I don't think anybody that I am friends with noticed that I stopped getting notifications or text messages because I just look at my phone enough that it doesn't matter. Uh, and since I did that, Matt, I've become so sensitive to the little bleeps and bloops. And it just doesn't... <sighs> It doesn't make sense. And I think there's this, I think it really comes down to that assumption that most people have when they're designing a product, which is that this is a thing in a vacuum. And our thing in a vacuum surely should notify people of everything, which is just a wrong assumption. And I think points to the flawed process that these products go through when they're being created, which results in unnecessary dings and dongs. And now I'm like, I'm like a little bit of a, of a, of a wild person about it. I have to like turn off every sound that everything makes Otherwise, I, I lose a little something in my in my brain. I understand that. I don't know how to fix the problem of, the you know, like the the thing I'm doing is most important. Did your phone like, just ding in the background? It did. It did. Okay, ding in the good. Background. I did. I did hear that. I'm so attuned, <laughs> Matt. I heard it a state away. My dad really wants to know if T. Martin was the Tennessee quarterback who succeeded Peyton Manning. See, you um, needed to see that right now because if you had seen that, when I we were done our to- podcast. Well, Oof. he needs to know what. Look, <laughs> did if T. Martin didn't, well, then that would mean that there was a quarterback in between them, and that would be a big deal because T. Martin was drafted the same year as Tom Brady. It's a whole thing, Andy. I talk, I text my dad a lot about Tom Brady stuff and Patriots stuff, and so yep. sometimes, yep, sometimes he texts me back, and I need to know immediately if the obscure fact of the day. I text him a fact of the day, fun fact of the day. And uh, if he texts me back, I need to know immediately because I need to give him more fun facts. Do you text your dad a fun fact every single day? Pretty much, yeah. That's adorable. I love that. Yeah. Today's fun fact was that uh, T. Martin, who recently interviewed for the Raiders head coaching job, was drafted in the same year as Tom Brady, but one round before him. And he's currently coaching and Tom Brady is still playing at the highest level. Yes. I see. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a fun fact? Sounds like a Tom Brady thing that Tom Brady people would talk about for sure. Anyway, I'm good. See, the thing is, because I kept my notifications on, I was not distracted from this podcast at all, and it was very useful information for everybody. The podcast was made better by this delightful interdiction. <laughs> yeah, there you go. For all of our Thanks, uh, all of our T Martin fans out there, you're great all the time, without question. Okay, so maybe you're making a point. So anyway, the here's what I don't know how to do. How do you convince somebody that the thing that they're designing is not the most important thing? Mm, I don't know. It's very hard. That's <laughs> I mean, the hard one because, like, anytime, anytime, if if you're in if you're in that world and you're like, "Well, I'm making the app," and you're spending all your time in the app, well, guess what? To you, it is the most important thing. So you know what noise it should make? The most important and loud and annoying noise, because that will get your for attention. Sure. Absolutely. And you yeah. know what? Um, I I would just say that I think those people are in some sense, being a bad designer, because like saying, how do you get them to think about, to understand that fact is like, well, how do you get them to understand that the thing they make is in the context of the world, which is like a big important part of making anything is understanding the context in which it exists. Uh, And to that end, I should say that 
I am well aware that the reason a lot of things make noise, especially in like the built environment in the world, is because of accessibility reasons. People that are blind need things to make noise. Otherwise, there's no way they know that a thing happened. Uh, and so I get that for sure. And I wonder yeah. no, if part I, of No, this... I get it. What you're saying is your least favorite noise is that beeping a truck makes as it backs up. You think that's <laughs> annoying. You're really not get, into that noise. Get rid of that it's noise. It's really polluting. The, it's creating noise pollution and uh, not enough <laughs> flat people. It's annoying. Uh, so I get that, certainly. And I think that in some of these cases, it's just a, it's just a situation where the manufacturer of the product actually did care about making their product accessible and basically took the approach of, well, if it always makes a noise, it's better for people that are, you know, visually have vision impairment or visually impaired vision. Better for people that have trouble seeing uh, and no worse for everybody else. Uh, when that is actually not the case, it is way worse for everybody else. And I really, truly feel like if uh, if people took tried, tried living a couple weeks in the in the no notification world, assuming you look at your phone with some regularity and you're not like you know a surgeon and actually need to be contacted on very <laughs> little notice uh, in frequent emergency emergency situations, I think if you tried it, you would realize how much better life is when you get to decide when you look at your phones and still recognize that you're looking at your phone way too much. But it's not because your little rectangle got to tell you when to look at it, which is an important thing for me. I actually, uh, despite the uh, evidence of the contrary a moment ago. I normally leave my phone on silent at all times, and it's generally better for my life. Because it doesn't, turns out, not that important. I mean, there's important stuff on it that I have to look at from time to time, but uh, uh, I have a hard time not looking anyway. So, actually, that's, that's the thing I don't know, is if, like, at some point I decide I would turn off all email notifications, because they just make my life worse and not better, because I'm going to look at it anyway. But then I find myself looking at it more, so I'm like, hmm... I can't decide the balance of should I just have them on my home screen so I can just flip it up and be like, oh, there it is. Or does that stress me out? Or should I just go and look at it every five seconds? Because, Andy, what if someone emailed me back? Yeah, then you need to do that immediately. I wish I have a discipline to just, you know, the people that are like, they have one or maybe two blocks a day where they do emails. I wish I had. I've heard I've heard people talk about that. And I think that's nice for you. (laughs) That's a good thing that you do, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know. In your life, you feel like you know that. It's not that if you did that, your like relationships with your clients or coworkers would suffer. Like, or do you think that they would actually suffer? And you're, it's necessary that you send email. Mm, I don't constantly. think they actually would. I think I think if I picked like maybe five times a day, I could probably do the same thing as if I did it <laughs> five every is three so minutes. Many. Five times a day? No, not that many. <laughs> like, I'll only check it once every hour. <laughs> then I'm really limiting my email time over I the day. Bet, I bet if I actually tracked my screen, I check it once every five minutes. Like, just like wow. flipping between screens. Oh, I bet I do. How do you, you not? It's just like, I it's get just in like the zone. sitting there, just sitting there behind another window, and you're like, hmm. That's what spaces are for. I'm a big spaces user. I know some people don't like spaces. I'm, I'm a big spaces man. I try to use spaces. Sometimes it annoys me, and sometimes it makes me happy. I don't know. I can't tell. I currently have uh, 11 different desktops on my computer. Actually, you know what it is? I use spaces and I abuse it because I have like three spaces and I'm like, this is my personal space. This is like coding space. This is design space. And then I drag my personal space into my workspace and whoa. vice versa because I'm whoa. like, whoa, I need can't do uh, that. I want to drag. Well, you know, my big problem is I talk to you on Slack a lot, but I also use Slack for work all the time. So if I want to talk to you, I got to drag Slack into personal space. Very difficult, Andy. Very oh, difficult. see, see, let me explain my my mental model to you because okay. it's a very, it's a very, like, it's a fluid but a like a strict system in my head. So 
Uh, I've, I've got two mon- two monitors at work usually. All right, uh, and so the spaces go from small monitor on my right to large monitor on my left. And on the right monitor, the leftmost space is what I call the communication space. Uh, this space has Slack. It's got iMessages. It's got Discord. So they just got those three, uh, like yeah. immediate communication things going on. And I will admit that my professional and non-professional Slacks do coexist in the same Slack window, which I is not totally ideal, but you know what? Everyone's using Slack right now, so I, I got to do it. That's the only thing I can do there. To the immediate right of that uh, is the uh, business space on the small screen. Uh, and this is the space that is used primarily when I'm doing development and I need to look at the result of the code I'm writing on my main display mm-hmm. uh, in real time, kind of side by side. So I can you know, easily swipe back and forth on that small display between you know, communication, which is usually work-related, and uh, doing my work. Then one more to the right of that, still on the small display, we've got the uh, personal web browser. Uh, and this is the web browser. It's not the main personal web browser. This is the auxiliary personal web browser. So this is where I might have some other thing I'm thinking about that's not work-related. And I do have different profiles in Chrome, of course, for different sort of things. That's my personal profile in my, in my Chrome browser. Uh, and then optionally, sometimes there is a window to the, a space to the right of that, which is my music space. I mostly mm. listen to podcasts. I mostly do it directly on my on my iPhone. Uh, but if I'm not, if I'm listening to music, I have that over there in my in my right space. And that's pretty much my small monitor wrapped up. Main monitor, far right space is personal, my main personal web browser. Hey, can you send me a notification when this is over? Just, yeah, yeah. I'll be I'll be over there. Just did you did you you mark you mark the timestamp at the beginning, right? So you can yes. take it all out. Yeah, no, all good, all good. If you oh, just actually, here's if you can make do. a noise when this is done, that'd here's be what great. you do. You you could you should just either just like speed it all up, just like <laughs> multiply it all by like 10x. Uh, or or just like play a little like jazz song and like turn me down at twenty percent volume and do, then play do, it. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Anyway, right. personal web browser, main personal web browser, which has all of my pinned tabs in my personal Chrome profile, which includes personal email, personal calendar, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think there's like ten or eleven tabs there uh, pinned in a personal web browser. To the left of that, you got your work web browser with similar mirroring of tabs uh, pinned, but you know work things. To the left of that is the workspace web browser that is like a flexible thing so I don't like to open tabs in the same window as my like pinned tabs that are like temporary things so if I'm looking up something about work uh, in my web browser about you know question I have about CSS or something uh, I usually open it up there in my sort of temporary space and then to the left of that uh, from you know one to infinity you have as many separate workspaces as I need for whatever work I'm currently doing uh, usually with one workspace that has tower and my command, uh, my uh, my terminal and my finder in it. Another space that has my Atom or Sublime Text text editor in it, and then another space that has some kind of design program in it. Uh, which is how you get to like eleven or twelve spaces usually on a day-to-day basis. And uh, that's my top tip for the day: is do that exactly the way I do it. <laughs> that's a wrap. Speed oh. that up. Fifteen twenty-five. Okay, perfect. All right, good. That was, yeah, I had that time perfectly. That worked out. Um, Great. Yeah, so thanks for listening to our podcast, (laughs) Sleep With Me. Um, Next episode, Andy's going to count sheep. Hey, look, people love productivity podcasts, Matt. We could be productivity gurus. I love, hey, I love uh, falling asleep to productivity podcasts. That is uh, how I don't sit alone and wonder if I'm going to die. That's nice, right? Let's uh, let's end the show, end this episode, Matt, with uh, some nice foley work again. Back to our back to our amateur foley work uh, sort of thing. All right, ready?
Here we go. All right. Let's do it. I'm going to get some. We did it. All right. So anyway, actually, before we end the show, I do want to, um, I know we've been working on ways to increase our listenership. What do you think if we like, every time we release an episode, we play like a very, very loud noise to get people's attention? Would that, would that increase our listenership? Like a loud human scream or something? <laughs> yeah. Like some sort of like uh, uh, shriek as if you were getting murdered. Would that, uh, would that get people's attention? Yeah, I feel like there's people only know, one like way to find know out about Matt. the show. People know about the show, but they're just not. We're not getting their attention. So what we need to do is we need to get them to re-engage. We need to re-engage our audience, Andy. <laughs> Sometimes uh, during an episode, you say something that I just know will be the little intro clip. <laughs> um, and sometimes you scream it. And that was one of those moments. <laughs> anyway, I don't think we have to say. Well, there you go. I don't think we have to say if notification sounds are good or bad. You could just you could listen to that scream over and over and over again, and you decide for yourself. <laughs> <laughs>